right, we are back. Another episode of We Are The Ones podcast. This is a podcast where we have extraordinary conversations with extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. Come on, we you know, the first time I did it, I was fumbling over my yeah, words. I was like, extra, da, 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 ordinary. I was like, I ain't know what the heck I was saying. You got it down. I got it down? Come on. Come on, come on. on. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so we're super excited, uh, you know, to have a really dope guest with us today. Super, super I dope know. guest. We're going to get into the introduction in a minute, but Abby, yes. as always, how's yes. everything? So, this week, we have been hit. Yeesh. We have been hit Yeesh. hard. Buffalo is finally showing herself once yeah, again. Yes, um, she is. She's but, showing her, her whole ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't be Buffalo without it. It wouldn't be Buffalo without it. But I will say, though, the weather does say that we're supposed to get back in the 40s and 50s. So, so that means that this, this snowmageddon that we got is going to melt? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Probably to rev up again, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> because we need it like, gone first. It's crazy because, like, you know, Buffalo was known for snow, right? Obviously. Yes. I mean, we're no stranger to snow or anything like that, but this was just different. I, I can't remember the last time we got hit like this. No, it's been a minute. It's been a while since it's we got hit minute. like this. Yeah. You know, and has. people be thinking like, oh, Buffalo, you know, they think it's like Alaska or something, but it's just like, <laughs> like no, I mean, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we get snow just like everybody else gets snow, you know, right. but... But this was but just this different. Time, especially because different. some of our surrounding areas got 77 inches. Yeah. That's like six feet of snow. It's crazy because down in the South Towns uh, where the Buffalo Bills play, uh, they said that they got so much snow down there that only, I think it was four or five players who play for the Bills were taller, or taller than, the than the snow. Only four or five. That goes to show you how much snow <laughs> and I, I would hate to be in the South Town. Yo, salute to everybody that's down in the South Towns For right real. now. Y'all, we hope oh, y'all that, did y'all thing. Yeah, y'all, y'all are a special type of people down there <laughs> to deal with that because, <laughs> baby, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. That's okay, but yo, but the Bills got a win, though. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. We Thank did. God. We needed that. Thank God, because I'm just like, My goodness. I was, and then I, I, I we ain't, we, listen. I don't want to talk. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about the game, but I got a little nervous toward the end. You know what I mean? I did so, too. I just like, and that's the thing. I'm like, why are we doing this right now? Yeah, I'm just like, why y'all y'all know how to make a brother's blood pressure go up? Like seriously, this is crazy. But, that's why I stopped watching. But for we a got bit. we got the W though, so that's all that matters. All know, right, so. so let's get to it. Let's get to it. Why don't you introduce our guest for tonight? Listen, this brother, man is he is such a phenomenal individual, a phenomenal human being. I've had the opportunity to know this guy for a long time. I, I, we go back to the bra-bra days <laughs> when my man was out here, you know, shooting every party, you know, uh, when you know, he, photographer. I'm sorry, what's bra-bra? We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that in a minute. You know, so he was out here just being a photographer extraordinaire at all little parties back in the crown entertainment days. You know, oh, uh, I, I mean, he that. was like all of the pictures that you that you remember yeah. from them. That was him. Wow. It was all him. You okay. know, so okay. um, I've had the opportunity to um, work with him on some projects some different events and things that I've done um, over the course of the years. Um, he was. Right before he left Buffalo, actually, he was uh, an honoree for the Changemakers 30 on the 30 Awards. Nice. You know? Okay. 
that was coming to me because yeah. I'm like, I know I've seen him. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've Very definitely seen him around. You definitely. Okay. I mean, the swaggiest. You know, I mean, listen. <laughs> this is you know, he, he, he can humble flex right now. So I'm like, that's right, that's right. I need y'all to follow this man on Instagram official uh, Keith Williams. Right? Official Keith W. Official Keith W. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And y'all see, just go back on, you know. Everything. Everything. I mean, yeah. he, he was rocking the beers before all of us was rocking the beers. Oh, yeah, yeah, big big time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he, like, and I started that. <laughs> he definitely did. He definitely did. But he he's made a um an amazing transition um moving from Buffalo mm -hmm. um to LA. And he went to go pursue his 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 dreams, right? Of yes. becoming a, an actor and, and just being being in the industry. Yeah. And um, I mean, he's been doing some phenomenal things since he's been out there, and we're going to talk about some of those things. So, with that, I would like to introduce <laughs> my friend, my brother, Mr. Keith Williams. Keith, <laughs> what's up, welcome, man? welcome. How you doing, bro? Great to see you, man. Man, it's always good to see you, bro. Like I. <laughs> Every time I see, I you know, I, I reach out to you from time to time just to tell you, like, bro, I'm just proud of you, man. Yes. Aww. I'm proud of you because, that, like, yeah. you you have really, you know, you transcended, man. Like, from where you were, again, starting out at those photography days, yes. you know, to where you are uh, now, like, winning, like, pageants and international <laughs> pageants. Man. Like, my man is doing amazing things. Like, it's been a roller coaster, man. Man, like, game shows, <laughs> like, national wow. commercials. Like, my man is doing it, and we're going to talk about a little bit of everything, but okay. Um, okay. thank you, man. Thank you for coming to, you know, to the pod today. We really yes, appreciate man. you. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. very thank you for excited about you. He, he was like, yo, my man here in Buffalo. I'm like, okay, let's go. Gotta get it done. Yeah, yeah. gotta get it done. You know, <laughs> yes. like, you know, I know he's only in town for, for a little uh, bit, know, so I'm just like, I gotta, just gotta scoop him up real quick before. Yeah. But, um... But again, thank you for coming, bro. So uh, we want to talk about like your your career, your transition, and everything. But one of the things that we like to do on this pod is kind of go back, you know, kind of tell the story of how you became, how you got to where you are, right? Yes. So, so kind of just you know start, you know, how did you get your start in in this space, man? Like mm -hmm. again, you started, you know, in the photography days. You know, we were talking about earlier. You know, you used to go by Bruh Bruh. So yeah. like. Oh, that was his name. Yeah, that was his nickname. name. That was yeah, his nickname, Rob Yo, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like, is this like a what is like a like another fraternity? I don't know about. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. That was, that was my man's whole name out here. You know what I'm saying? But so, Rob um, it came when I was about 12 years old, and I used to go to this uh, summer camp called Cradle Beach Camp, and um, you know a lot of the guys they used to play basketball at the basketball courts and stuff. But I also had long hair at the time. Is I remember that. I remember those. I didn't know you back then, yeah. but I saw pictures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve years old. Every summer, Cradle Beach Camp, and uh, a lot of people used to call me Little Bow Wow. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Light okay. skin, long hair. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. <laughs> one of my homies to this day, uh, Byron Peterson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one who gave me that nickname. He was like, I ain't about to call you Little Bow Wow. You little bruh bruh. You little bruh bruh. <laughs> I was the littlest one on the court, though. Like, I felt like I would have never had a growth spurt in my life. Oh, I was small, really? long braids, playing basketball. You know, they picked me because I was looking like Lil Bow. But, <laughs> you know, that's how the name bruh bruh came in. Okay. Okay, and then it stuck with you. And it stuck with me. It stuck with me. The thing is, I forgot about it. You know, kind of when you're growing up, you kind of forget a little portion of your life. Mm -hmm. Some things aren't as, you know, just there yeah you know it's not as vivid yeah so um i think i was at delaware park playing basketball mm -hmm. 
And it was, uh, I think, my freshman year in high school. And I ran into one of the other guys at that basketball court. I didn't quite recognize him at the time. But then he just threw all of this stuff at me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you was with so-and-so at Cradle Beach. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm the one that gave you that nickname. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, but this wasn't Byron. This was one of the uh, other taller basketball players. Okay. I'm like, this wasn't Byron at the time. But um, fast forward, I ran into Byron, and I told Byron that I ran into a homie. Okay. And he was like, man, he didn't give you that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give you that name. <laughs> now they fighting over your name. Man. They fighting over it and stuff. I'm like, you know what? Both of y'all are the big homies, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate what, what y'all did for me when I was a kid, man. Y'all, y'all helped me feel included. Because, yeah. like, everybody was tall on the court. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't getting chosen. So, you know, they looked out for me. They looked out for wow. me. That's you know, crazy. took me under their wing, big homie. And, you know, to this day, we all still cool. That's what's up. That's bro. how the name Brother came. And then... Uh, all of Buffalo wanted about it somehow. Yeah. And speaking of Buffalo, so mm-hmm. you Buffalo born and bred family. Buffalo born, raised, family, roots, all of it is here. Okay. All of my first cousins, my sisters, my brothers. Any brothers, sisters? All of them. How many? Yeah. Twelve. It's twelve of you? What? Twelve of us. Twelve of us. But y'all living in the same house? Um, so I would say uh my mom got five girls, two boys. Okay. Sheesh. My dad got five boys, two girls. <laughs> Wow. And uh, I'm the second oldest. I'm the second oldest. Wow, bro. Wow. uh, You know, I had to look after these rugrats, make sure they was all in line. How's how's it growing uh, up with 12, like 11 other siblings, bro? Man, it was rough for me just having two brothers. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) having 11 was a packed household. I'm telling you, especially on my mom's side of the family, because um, that's where we all were majority of the time. My sister's. And my one brother on my mom's side of the family. And um, every so often, I went to my father's side of the family. And I spent time with everybody on that side. But as far as my brothers, they were more with their moms and grandmothers mm-hmm. on their mom's side of the family. Okay. okay. Not mm-hmm. my father's. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So, you know, I seen them every so often, especially holidays and birthdays and barbecues and stuff like that. But it's like my family is just so so tight knit. Yeah. Oh, you would yeah, never think dope. that any of my brothers and sisters are half. Wow. Mm. You would I probably get right upside the head. My brother's <laughs> half brother and sister. Honestly, you know that only exists with the black man. No, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Call, you don't call yeah, your yeah, brother yeah. sister, brother <laughs> sister. We brother, we yeah. blood. That's so blood. true. I don't care yeah. what it is, we blood. But um how was that growing up with five girls in a house? Honestly, how was that? Honestly. Were you like the mediator a lot of times? I tried. Okay. Like I, said, I, I was a little it. shrimp back then, you know? I didn't really have much height on me to really be taken serious. <laughs> like, I, I, missed it. To I missed it. Were you the only only male in the house with the other girls? Um, no, no, I did have other brother. uncles in the house. Um, it, it was... Um, it was a very interesting, dysfunctional, but <laughs> inspirational type of a household. You know, we all came from a struggle at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Most right. of us came from some kind of a struggle. And um, I'm grateful for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, you hide from adversity too much, then how will you learn to, uh, you know, get through things? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. right. And I faced a lot of that as a kid. And the household that I did grow up in, it, it was tough. It mm-hmm. was definitely rough. And um, all of my brothers and sisters are here today. And honestly, oh, yeah, that's still what close? matters. Yes, we're yeah. all still close. Yeah. All still close. And um, the way that we just kind of coexisted, it, 
It was fun. It was bad. It was ugly. <laughs> it was dramatic. Was a lot you of know? broken stuff in the house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a bunch yeah. of kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but um, aside from that, I was primarily raised by women. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I do have seven sisters in total. But on both sides of my family, women are definitely the majority. Definitely the majority. On my mom's side of the family, um, things are a little more distant mm-hmm. on my mom's side of the family. There are guys on my mom's side of the family, but they're distant. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't really around much. And the ones that were around, they weren't really anybody. Let me remix it. You could learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that they were the most inspirational, you know? Yeah. On my dad's side of the family, that's where I had more male, okay. like, got you. Yes, had you know the the mentors, my big cousins, mm-hmm. and you know the college, going to college, the full ride, the full career, got everything right. You know, yeah, I had yeah, a yeah. lot of that on my dad's side of the family. But um, like I said, I learned lessons from both sides in very unique ways. What were some of the lessons you learned with growing up around the women? Mm-hmm. Some of the lessons I grew up around the women. Yeah. Oh man, honestly, I, I'm very grateful for that because as a man, I've learned a lot, a lot from women, whereas a lot of other guys who weren't raised by women didn't learn. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like what? My soft side, okay. learning how to express myself. Yeah. You know, and that's something that men struggle with. Mm-hmm. Definitely struggle with um, being around women, being raised by women. You know, I've seen a lot of that, just <laughs> a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion. And and growing up, I've I've always been called emotional, emotional this, emotional that. Like, oh wow, I get it. You know, the homies. You know, some guys weren't really around what I was around mm-hmm. growing up. So when they say it, you know, I, I beat myself up about it sometimes growing up. You know, I felt like you know, I'm soft or you know, I'm too emotional. Or, but as I've gotten older, I've, I've understood, like, all right, you know what? Being emotional is, is nothing wrong with being emotional. It's about controlling them, compartmentalizing, mm-hmm. you know, not being overwhelmed or, you know, not really, how can I say? Creating anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, thinking too far in the future rather than being present. What can I do now? What can I do about it? If I can't do nothing about it, Push to the side, focus on something else, prioritize that instead. Then get to what you can get to. Mm-hmm. But make sure you communicate what you need to communicate with who you need to communicate it with. So that right there just opens up a line of communication. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to do that as a kid, you know, uh, the guys, I'm like, I used to oh, hate that, man. man. I, I, I hate it to this day. I used to hate that. To this so day, much. man. To this day. Because <laughs> I, I was the same way. You know, like I had a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, you know, it was two brothers, but my mom pretty much raised us by yeah. herself, right? So um, so having that womanly influence around us, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I too was able to kind of tap into that soft side, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I'm telling you, like, I used to hate it, man, like, because people used to think, like, that I was soft, man. you know, just because I wasn't, you know, but I'm just like, no, I'll whoop you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like all right, let's, you know, let's not, let's not get it twisted out here. You know what I mean? For real. And and sometimes I hated the fact that I felt like that I had to be 
so mm-hmm. tough sometimes. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. just like, it, it was just unnecessary yeah. because honestly, all of the tough guys that were around me, them dudes ended up in prison. It was, right. you know, they, yes. they took alternative That's paths. A fact. That's a fact. Right. And you know, you you see the the softness of me, mm-hmm. and you, we've seen what I've been able to accomplish in my right. life. Likewise, <laughs> right? Likewise. So you know, I I embraced it after a while. I'm yeah. like, you know what? It, yeah. it is what it is. I'm right. Like, Definitely is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's super dope, man. So, um, man, it's it's okay. So you got into. You got into your your creative bag, right? So yes. you, when did you get into like photography? Got into photography my junior year in high school. Actually. Okay, how did you how did you how did you fall into that? I was at um, I was at my track and field meet, and okay. um, I wanted to critique myself. So at the time, one of my friends brought her camera. This girl I was dating at the time, and I was like, "Hey, I want to critique myself. Can you record me?" And at the end of the track meet, she handed me a camera, and I didn't know how to use it. And I've always been a curious guy. If I don't know how to use it, I'm going to learn how to mm-hmm. use it. I don't care if I'm aspirational about it or something. I just want to know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew that she wouldn't have been, a, I knew she wouldn't have been able to make it to every single track meet. Mm-hmm. So I had to get my own camera. 2008, December, my grandmother got me a camera for my What kind of camera Christmas. was it? It was a Canon PowerShot. Okay. Candy power shot, little point. Of course, you want to know little, what little point you shoot, Joey. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. The lenses didn't yeah, change. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it got the job done. It got the job done. You know, pictures. You know, a little ting ting. <laughs> so from then on, I just learned how to use the camera. I took it to the basketball games. I took it to the track meets. I took it to Delaware Park. I took it to family gatherings and just wherever I can take that little camera with me, I took it with me. And uh, next thing you know, Crown Entertainment. Sean hit me. He was like, yo, come take pics. Just come take pics. Mm-hmm. It was just for fun. It was just to get to know my camera. And I'm actually grateful that he did that because learning photography in low light is, mm. is, is tough. Yes, it is. And it, it teaches you how to learn light, how to mm-hmm. properly light your subject, mm-hmm. just to keep it simple. Because if you're shooting in daylight all the time, yeah, it's pretty easy, generally pretty easy to mm-hmm. get the correct exposure. Mm-hmm. But working in a dark club where you can barely see anybody yeah. and you don't have an external big old flash, mm-hmm. I had no other choice but to learn how to properly light somebody. And that's where everything came from. Is that is that still a passion of yours, even with your career right now? Yes. Is that still Photography is number one. Is that still something you do in L.A.? Yes. Photography nice. is number one. Okay. Um, the uh, e-commerce photography, the um, commercial photography, the clothing lines, the product photography, the events. I still love doing events more so nowadays. I love doing the upscale exclusive type mm-hmm. events. Okay. Like the whole, oh man. What, yeah, what, what is this? <laughs> Having to <laughs> bum wrestle people in the thick crowds, that's not really my style anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. I went through it. I went through it a lot. Okay. A lot. Gotcha. I've got my camera smacked out of my hand, bumped out of my hand, dropped it because of how thick the crowd is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I like the stuff where I can, you know, feel like my equipment, the cost of my equipment is yeah. safe. Yeah. You know? Way, way too much to just be in a crazy crowd. Yeah. And for people who don't really care much about, you know, yeah. what you've invested in. So, so Doing photography in LA, that has to be, I mean, a lot of opportunities, a lot yes. of venues, a lot of upscale yes, events. Yes, so, yes. how busy are you so just with your photography alone out there? With photography alone, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm happy, but I'm still growing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I started out at the ground in LA because I didn't really know too many people, you know? Yeah. 
being here in Buffalo is different because I know a lot of people. So right. the business is coming in. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to put anything out. People right. were just reaching out. In L.A., I had to hustle, hustle that and bustle, worked. really get yeah. my name out there and stuff like that. And um, then I came up on a photography agent. And she's a photographer herself. And she gets so many things thrown at her that she's not able to tackle every single gig she gets. Mm-hmm. So she got an umbrella and put a couple of photographers under that. Whoever lasted, cool. Whoever didn't, cool. Mm-hmm. But it helped me get out there because she booked me upscale gigs. Mm-hmm. Like stuff with Condoleezza Rice. Mm-hmm. And a room full of wow. the owners with Lexus, Hyundai, Acura, Toyota, mm-hmm. Condoleezza Rice. It was probably nine people total. And that, that one room probably was, was worth you know, a billion dollars in that room. Because <laughs> right. Condoleezza was out here trying to buy a football team. She was trying Listen. to buy the Denver Broncos. So Man, in a restaurant, that's all you need. about eight people, and they just wanted me to take photos of them eating and just chatting. I'm like, wow. Wow. That's the type of stuff that she books for me. The big mm-hmm. upscale, yeah. the exclusive. I, I got to sign an NDA contract. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. want something for your portfolio, email me the photos you need. And we'll let you know. Oh wow! It's, it's like okay. that. Wow! It ain't just, it ain't just Put like it on your site. <laughs> yeah, post it up. Yeah, we will let you know if it's okay. So, um, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, it's leaving my head. No, come back. Wait, Go ahead, Jamil. So, so with, with that, you have to like give them the, the your card and everything. Like, <laughs> like when you're shooting, do you give them your um your card to? So no. How does no. that work? With um with the agent that I did have, I didn't have to do that. Okay. Because of the NDA contract. Okay, gotcha. Unless I wanted problems. Yeah. Okay. You know, I did what I had to do. I kept professional. Um, she said, uh, pretty much, when I finish the event, if I'm able to email them immediately after, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. But I do need them within 24 hours. Okay. Because she did have her they own retouching team. Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's listen. Mm-hmm. You and always the pay was worth that. it. The pay was worth it. Sometimes, mm-hmm. honestly, right after the gig, I pull up my laptop, sit in my car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do what I gotta do. Sent. Yep. Hey, everything is just sent. Boom. I'm on my way home. Absolutely. Payment sent. Absolutely. Done. <laughs> so the thing that came to mind is, so you partner with, with somebody. One thing Jay always says is like social capital is mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. So having, so can you talk about how like having social capital has like how that has been the, the elevation to mm-hmm. what you do? Man, your net worth is your net worth. Your network is it's your, your net worth. There we go. You get me, you get me. Flip flop, flip flop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. definitely out in LA because you never know who you're talking to out there. Yeah. Right. Even for the people that you don't really care about hanging with or being around, you never really know who mm. they are, who they That's are, true. or who they know. Right. Just be you, honestly. Be you at the end of the day because people will gravitate towards somebody who's thorough, somebody who's genuine and authentic. Mm-hmm. They will gravitate towards you. And from there, that's when you. Start to just gauge who you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Talk about what you're comfortable with talking about. Keep it on the shallow end. Mm-hmm. And you can possibly lead to some kind of dope connection, whether it's with them mm-hmm. or they like, yo, you're dope. I seen what you did. Or I like how you dress. Like, who are you? Like, what do you do? I get that a lot. And yeah. a lot of people get that a lot. I hear. Mm-hmm. I listen. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very, how can I say, observative person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, Go ahead. Oh. As far as the whole, you know, the, uh, your network is your net worth. It, it it holds a lot of weight, yeah. Especially in a city like LA, because it's a bunch of creatives, a bunch of creatives, and um, people would say that it's oversaturated. But me, I, you walk down a bread aisle, how many different brands of bread do you see? Yeah. A whole bunch. A whole bunch. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is making the same 
thing. Mm-hmm. Just only difference is, is ingredients. Mm-hmm. Right. You could be a photographer. You could be a photographer. I can be a photographer. But what are your ingredients? Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody out there needs your style. It's Somebody out there needs your right. eye. Yeah. So don't ever let anything discourage you about that. But um, meeting a lot of people in L.A. and networking with a lot of people in L.A. is what will definitely take you to the next level. Sure. So I'm so glad you said that because that was actually going to go into my next question. I was going to say if you can, if someone was trying to go out to another city or state mm-hmm. and start from, from the ground up. So you said that meeting new people and, um, you know, networking is yes. big. Are there any other gems or tips that you would give someone who wanted to start in another city from the ground up with whatever it was they were mm-hmm. doing? I would tell them to uh, visit a couple of times before they make that leap. Visit a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Just so you can have somewhat of a, I wouldn't say a circle, but at least a handful of business connects, you know, just in case things may go south for you at some point, mm-hmm. you got a couple of people who do work with you consistently, okay. you know, they will look forward like, hey, so-and-so-and-so, let's call him up. I would definitely say visit a couple of times first so okay. you can network with a couple of people, find a couple of networking events to go to. Those are the big things. Those are big in LA. Networking events are big. You got the actors, the models, the photographers, the graphic designers. You got everything. 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 And you can find a couple of connects out there. So then when you make your leap, hopefully you positioned yourself for consistent income. I would say that. That would be next. Position yourself for consistent income in a city like that. Mm -hmm. Any city, city, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then um, once you do that, I would say base where you look for your apartment. 10, 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> but, um, those would be the top things that I would say before anybody moves to a city like LA. Do you think it was necessary for you to, to move in order for you to elevate in your career? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I tell people it's always it's power and proximity, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be in the environment. Right. Right? Yes. So, yep. yeah. As it's like if you spend too long in the same place around the same people doing the same things, how do you really grow? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so that's your photography. So talk about how you moved into acting. So mm-hmm. now so now you act. So, so what made you get into that? Um twenty seventeen in Buffalo. Um the first purge. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you were in the movie. Yeah. yeah. You remember yeah. Purge? The first person they recorded. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen The Purge? No. Oh, <laughs> the Purge? <laughs> yeah. The Purge is, is it's an amazing. So, I love that film, actually. Actually, so, The First Purge was probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And not because they mm-hmm. shot it in Buffalo. Yeah. You know, I'm not being biased uh-huh. because they shot it. It was actually a really, really good movie. Yeah. And he, he was actually in that film. Yeah. I remember okay. that. Yeah. Was you an extra? I, I was a couple of things. It, okay. It was... It was a organized chaos, mm-hmm. and a lot of people just kept flaking on them. Mm-hmm. So they just had to find the next available person. Hey, can you fit this? Throw this on. Can mm-hmm. you do this? Can you stay? Wow. It was a lot. I did background. I did uh, henchmen. I did just a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. stuff, and it worked out. I did stand-in, and I didn't even look like the guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> they need Anybody. They needed anybody but the experience. They all look alike. So that's where it like was like that's when it became real. 
okay. you know, getting into acting. Mm-hmm. Before then, it was like, you know what? Hey, Keith, you got the look. You should get in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. You should do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't really have any mentors to guide me down that path to yeah. do what I had to do to actually execute that. But then, first purge came to Buffalo. One of my homies introduced me to the producer, and um, I was photographing an event at that time. So the producer walked up to me. He was like, hey, man, uh, so it's my name, and this is what we're doing, and this is when it's coming to Buffalo. But I need a lot of big guys, like big, grizzly, gangster-looking guys. And I'm like, all right, well, why'd you ask me? He was like, well, you, you're a nightclub photographer, and I'm pretty sure you know a lot of security guards and stuff. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. a lot of big guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of big guys. So he was like, you know what? If you can find me some big guys, I'm not going to promise you a role in a movie, but I can get you in a movie. Mm-hmm. It may or may not have lines. So next day, he hit me up. and He was like, hey, uh, so uh, I got you an audition. Like I said, it's no promises. It's all up to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I actually auditioned for the main role, the lead role. Um, light skinned cat looked pretty much just like me, mm-hmm. probably four inches shorter. And um, this is when I had my big beard. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. beard game. And um, they asked me, they was like, would you be willing to cut your That's beard? That's what I was about to say. I was about to say, oh. No. They said, would you be willing to cut your beard? And... That I was beard. like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that beard was like gold. Like th- he, his beard. beard was like beard golds back then. Really? Yeah, man. It was about like six, seven inches. Yeah, yeah that, that was nice and full and, you know. Well kept. Shiny. All that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I said, I don't know. And that's what messed me all up. Honestly, I feel okay. like the uncertainty mm. is what made them look another direction because they flew Guy out from the U.K., Oh, wow. They flew him out from the UK. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they would have been looking to save an extra dollar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> As far as the look, I had to look. And this was 2017. So what, this was five years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five years ago, me without a beard, I look like I'm 21, 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what Wait, just, did they want you to cut it all off or just like shave it down the way? Face, at least it looked like I was about 21 years old. To oh. look like I was the little brother of the female lead role. Yeah, got you. Got okay. you. So That's young right. enough. Young enough. Actually, the dude that they flew out here from the UK. Mm-hmm. My homegirl who, you know, who lives in the UK, that's one of her good friends. Yeah, you know that's still I mean? the homie. That's still the homie. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, cyborg yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. He's cyborg in uh, the Teen Titans. Yeah. He's doing yeah, his yeah, thing. He's doing his thing. Wow. He's doing his thing, man. Yeah. So uh, from there, I didn't get that role. And uh, they hit me and said, hey, we need you to be a henchman or so on and so forth. Because I did end up getting them some big guys, mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. firefighters, a couple of police officers, a couple of security guards, mm-hmm. and they all did their thing. And uh, a lot of familiar faces from yeah. the city. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's dope. It's dope. I was a part I of that little piece. I remember seeing a lot piece. of those faces, too. That little piece. <laughs> <laughs> seeing some of them henchmen in, and, in the uh, garage. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I ended up being on set for about two and a half weeks or so. Okay. And wow. um, that was about a year before I moved to L.A. Okay. And um, I did some background work in, like, two other movies after that mm-hmm. in the new year, 2018. And um, things got real as far as, like, just me making that leap to L.A. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you started, like, once you got out there, I mean, things really started to take off. I mean, you were, you know, started doing national commercials. Yeah. You, you know, you were doing the, the, the game shows. It was Supermarket Sweeps. Supermarket Sweeps, man. Yeah. Supermarket yeah. I remember man. that. Childhood. <laughs> man, that's oh so God. nostalgic right there. Yeah, oh I remember. God, I was watching that. How, 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 did you, how did you land that, bro? So, uh, bring it back to when I first moved to L.A. So, I was on tour with... Uh, Two separate companies as a photographer. Um, one of the tours produced shows for kids, dance competitions and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And the other one was like um, like ice skating and all this other kind of cool stuff, honestly. A little different, a little outside of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. That was all of 2019. And then 2020 hit. I auditioned for Joseph Bank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into commercial acting. It filmed on my birthday, February 22nd. Mm -hmm. Three weeks before COVID hit. Oh. Mm -hmm. Sheesh. Three weeks before COVID hit. Wow. Yep. So that was my first ever national commercial ever lead role in mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. No lines. Just can you make the facial expressions? Can you sing <laughs> happy birthday? Can you, you know, do stuff like this? Because you're going to be a father. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I originally auditioned to be a barber. Because that's what I've been doing for the longest. Mm -hmm. Before I was even a photographer, mm -hmm. it was always barbering. So I was like, you know what? That's something I could resonate with. I'm going to audition for a barber role. Mm -hmm. And then they had somebody else came in. He auditioned for it. And then they called me back in. It was like, you know what? Can you audition for this too? I was like, yeah, why not? So that's what they ended up picking me for, for the father role, the young father role in Joseph Bank. Mm -hmm. It was print and commercial. Wow. Three weeks before COVID hit. So COVID hits. World shut down. And um, what was this? Came back to Buffalo for about three months. Okay. From like May to July. And um, got back to LA, third, fourth quarter of 2021. And August is when we filmed Supermarket Sweep because back in December, 2019 is when I shot out, it was like this little questionnaire. I didn't know where it was going to go. Mm -hmm. I just seen the casting call for a game show. No name, mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. nothing, just a game show. And um, I clicked on it. It was about 75 questions. I was like, ooh, mm -hmm. 75 questions. My gosh. I was bored. <laughs> I was like, hey, I, time. Yeah, I got no more time right now. <laughs> Why not? Let's just do it. Five after. Five, five minutes after I hit submit on it, the producers called me. No exaggeration. Five minutes after I hit submit on that question questionnaire. Wow. They called me and said, hey, we love everything you, you know, you said on this. Um, let's ask you all those questions again. What? <laughs> <laughs> I understand, though. I understand now. They wanted to put some energy behind those answers. Got you. You know, okay. okay. They wanted to gauge if okay. that's actually the real person that they're getting from what they just put yeah, down. Yeah, now okay. some, some dry okay. representation of... Exactly. Got oh, it. Okay. okay. Exactly. All right. Okay. So um, then they said, hey, do, uh, do you have anybody else in mind that you would want to be your teammate? So then I hit up my cousin. I was like, yo, cuz, so-and-so-and-so, so-and-so-and-so. <laughs> let's do this. I never did it before. Mm. I don't know what the name of the show is, but let's go for it. Mm -hmm. So all of this is still just going on. This process is just long and driven out because of COVID. They were supposed to film it the first week of April, mm -hmm. 2020. Mm -hmm. But COVID got real mid-March. It was like, you know what? We're just going to keep in contact. Mm -hmm. 
about every other week they reach out to us, email us, video chat us, say, how's everything going? Is everything well and healthy? Um, we don't know when we're shooting, but we're just calling to reach out and uh, keep you guys posted. Finally, when I got back from Buffalo to LA, beginning of August, that's when we finally shot Supermarket Sweep. Did that being um, in Supermarket Sweep, did that do anything for your for your career? Um, only God knows, honestly. Mm-hmm. Who's seen it? Who saw it? Who mm-hmm. watched it? And I saw it. Whatever, I watched it. It was fun. Whatever, it was, whatever it came from it, <laughs> I couldn't tell you exactly what came from it. Okay. Because if something did, they probably weren't going to mention, oh, yeah, we seen you on this. This is why we called you. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So only God knows. Yeah. Okay. But if something did, I, I, I appreciate it. And I, and I <laughs> took advantage of it in the best possible way I could. Yeah. So so let's transition now, right? Yeah. Because you, you're you in L.A. now. You, you know, you're getting work from photography. Mm-hmm. You're getting national commercials. You're on um, game shows and such. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in 20, I believe it was 2022. Yeah. You know, same man. You decided, you know, I want to kind of go in a different Different direction, right? And, a little bit. <laughs> and you decided that you wanted to, you know, compete in pageants. Yeah. Talk about that, bro. Yeah. Like, how, what was, it's what was a that? very interesting story, to be honest. December 2021, I got a audition notice for a um, men's swimwear photo shoot commercial. And um, that's what I went in for. Um, we had to take our shirt off, get into the swim trunks, do a walk back and forth, say our name, put our stuff back on and leave. As I was getting dressed to leave, one of the casting directors called me back. Like, Hey, get back here. Not like call me back. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, come back here. I want to talk to you. And I was like, Hey, what's up? He was like, have you ever, um, walked in a fashion show or competed in a male pageant before? And I was like, fashion show. No, I've never walked in a fashion show before male pageants. I've never even heard of a male right, pageant. right. <laughs> I've never heard of a male pageant yeah. until the day he brought it to my attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pageants for women, right? Miss USA, Miss New York, Miss mm-hmm. California. You, you hear about this? I've been hearing about this since I was in high school, mm-hmm. but I've never ever in my life heard about a male pageant until right. that day. And he was like, "You know what? Uh, your physique is very symmetrical. You're not too bulk, too bulky. You're not too slim. Your face is good shape. You know what?" Um, you mind getting in your swim trucks again and doing another walk for me, um, giving me your height, your age, and your name? I was like, yeah, no problem. I did that, and he said, you know what? I'm going to send this up to my team and see what they say. If they like you, I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, 2022 comes, um, March. I get a call, and he was like, uh, Keith, uh, you remember uh, back in December, you had this audition for the swimwear, and I spoke to you about this pageant that's going on. Um, yeah, we've been looking for your number since the beginning of January. Looking for what? your, why didn't they have your number? I guess they lost it. From what I can recall him telling me, he said he lost the it. Beginning of January. Wow. The same guy. Little did I know, he's the CEO of the uh, pageant that I was in. The new owner. I didn't you never know, know who you're talking to. Wow. Never know who you're talking to. I had no idea. Mm. That's crazy. So, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you know, you... Mm. You're, you got introduced to pageants, you know, you decided <laughs> to compete. Yeah. But not only did you d- decide to, you know, that, oh, you know what? I'm going to, you know, try my hand at this pageantry thing. Mm-hmm. But you actually won. You won. <laughs> you won, you bro. You won, Keith. Yeah. You won. So, <laughs> I, 
tell us like what was the, what was what was going through your mind like you know just going through the whole process like okay you're in this pageant mm-hmm. never heard of a male pageant right. before right. at all but now you're in one uh-huh. and then you know but and now you you're about to go represent the this country on the on an international stage because mm-hmm. you actually won the, the pageant here right right <laughs> like it's that's amazing like kind of talk right. talk to us about that a bit so when i got that call in march saying hey we want you i got on a couple of calls with them um filled out a couple of forms and um it was official from that moment on i was like all right cool i got until the end of may to get ready i got i got two and a half ish months to get ready so I tap back into my nature of just my discipline, my diet, my meal preps, gym, all of that. I did my research. I looked into things. I've asked around. I've asked other people some questions. Maybe they might know. I'm like, all right, you're in the fashion industry. Do you know anything about this? And whoever told me what they could, I took a, I took away from it what I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a couple of pageants on YouTube. You know, I... I I, I I fell down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I, I had to. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It was something I had no idea what I was getting into. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that all helped my confidence. That all helped my confidence. Like, all right, cool. I see exactly what's going on. You know, male beauty pageants. You know, the typical mindset would think male beauty pageants. That sounds very feminine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Crazy thing is, Smitch. These. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is male beauty pageants are much more than what meets the eye mm-hmm. it's more about what do you stand for what are your aspirations mm-hmm. what are you inspirational about uh just your your clean, cleanliness your grooming your mm-hmm. everything like have you given back who are your mentors who are the people that got you to this point it's so much more than what you look like and a lot more of what comes out of your mouth. It almost sounds like a humanitarian sort of thing. Like the type of human you are, the type of person you are in your community. I would say so because um, they're they're looking for, you know, gentlemen, you know? They're Mm. definitely looking for gentlemen, not just on the outside, but everything about you. Well-rounded in every way. The way you treat yourself, the way you treat people, the way you get along with people. Do you get along with people? Right. Like, Simple stuff, stuff that we all should have been taught growing up. Mm-hmm. That's honestly what the big test is. Mm-hmm. When you're on that stage, that's what they're testing you on. Okay. You already look good. Mm-hmm. You're here. We approved of you to even be in this pageant because of how you look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for you to advance, you got to have some substance to you. Got to have yeah. some substance. Wow. Yeah. Got to go beyond the. Got to go beyond mm-hmm. the surface. So far beyond mm-hmm. the surface. See, I would have never thought that. Mm-hmm. Especially because they still have the word beauty in it, mm-hmm. you would think that they're still looking at just the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if you think about it, for the women pageants, the women beauty pageants, yeah, a lot of the women look good, but they be putting them through the works on that stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. they ask them so many questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you done? The school, the life, the just yeah, everything. They do. So both women and male pageants are so much more than what meets the eye. Yeah, and, and a lot of people. Like, Keith, oh, you got this. You got this. Mm-hmm. And I understand it. And I appreciate it because, you know, I got the look. I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. But listen, y'all, I'm like, y'all, it's tougher than you think. Yeah. <laughs> it's tougher than you think. Yeah. I and, promise you. And I can attest to that, too. I actually judged a couple of pageants before. I judged the Miss Buffalo pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, also judged um, as part of the Miss New York pageant. Um, uh, 
think it was Miss Brooklyn pageant. I think it was. Mm-hmm. This is way back in the day, and I actually had hair about that at that time. <laughs> so you know you how long always- ago that was. That was. You know, every time we tell a story, you yeah. got to say, yeah. Yeah. "I used to have hair." Yeah, I had to qualify, <laughs> like you know, hair. you know, back then, you back in my day, you know. But, but you know, you're absolutely right. Um, there's you. There's so much more to just you know. Just the, the, the surface level stuff, right? Yes. Just the, just that 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 physical, that beauty part to mm-hmm. it, you know. Because honestly, even when I was judging, I was because all the women were beautiful, yes. right? Yes, everybody's beautiful. Yes. What else can you bring to the right. table? What 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 makes you stand out? What's going to make you stand out? Mm-hmm. And it was the ones who like that really had that that thing to them, that yeah. ish. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, there, this yes. person is the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she probably didn't even look as good as right. the best looking person on yes. the stage. Right. But yes. she 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 looked good, but mm-hmm. she also has substance to her as well. The way you mm-hmm. think, the way mm-hmm. you talk, the way you present yourself, yeah. all of that. So um, just getting myself ready in every single aspect, like every aspect I possibly could. Like talking to myself, having conversations with myself, like asking myself, <laughs> asking myself questions like, what does this mean to me? If they asked me this question, mm-hmm. what would I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never been great at speaking about myself. Mm-hmm. And this was the ultimate test because they're going to want to know about you thoroughly. And if you can't get that across eloquently and confidently to the point where they believe every word coming out of your mouth, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you hear some people talk and you get that little chill like, oh, that was real. Mm-hmm. I like that. Keep going. Because sometimes it seems scripted, too, you know, with some yeah. people, right? Yeah. Because, like, you can tell it's not really authentic to them mm-hmm. yeah. because they, you could, it just sounds rehearsed. Right. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, okay, mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, you've been practicing this line over and over again yeah. instead of it, like, just being yeah. really authentic yes. to who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what's interesting, though, is that one thing that you said growing up with women is that you learn how to express yourself. So for you, there's a difference between expressing yourself and talking about yourself. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. Big talking about yourself, that comes down to how self-aware are you? Okay. You know? I can get that. How self-aware are you? Mm-hmm. Whereas expressing how you feel about something mm-hmm. or how something affected you, I would definitely say it's two different things. Mm-hmm. Talking about yourself and expressing yourself. Okay. Yeah. So are you more comfortable now talking about yourself being through? I'm getting there. You're getting there? I'm okay. getting there. Yeah. I'm okay. getting there, especially with stuff like this. This mm-hmm. is helping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I might do one more pageant. I was about to ask you. I was about to. Yeah, I was about to see, see. I was definitely going to ask you, like, do you see yourself doing a, another pageant? Yeah. 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 So I'm on contract as Mr. Supernational United States. Up until the next one in 2023 goes. And um, I sash the next Mm -hmm. reigning Mr. Supernational USA. From there, that's when I can go to another pageant Mm -hmm. company. No matter where it is in the world, I can do that. But um, yeah, I can say I got about one more in me. And a lot of them have an age cap. So that's something that I also have to be aware of. Mm -hmm. It's a couple of pageants that I would have loved to part of next year but that's crazy like you say a couple pageants and i've never heard of a male pageant Man. before this one so, so it must be big it's big in la i wouldn't say it's big in la it's just that male pageants in the united states aren't really big they're not mm. popular 
But once you step foot outside of the United States, oh, like usual, they live. It's, it's kind of like soccer. Pageants. You know how we you and I was just saying. Yeah, they live yeah. and breathe pageants, and mm-hmm. like it's amazing. It's amazing. See, like, but that's so interesting because I feel like male pageants here would be huge because women will go. You and, think so? Oh, I can't speak for y'all. I'm just, I'm just asking the question. Don't be looking at me like I'm just asking the question. Honestly, yeah. I, I question the same thing. Why aren't they as big in the United States? Like, and even still to this day, how big pageants for women are, they should be trying to help mm. male pageants get some kind of recognition. I think it's probably because it's, and this is just me just spitballing right now, but. I think it's possibly because there's this stigma that's attached to, you know, manhood and masculinity here in this country, right? Mm -hmm. And you you talk about pageantry, you know, that's not exactly what people would consider masculine. Yeah. You know, so... So it's just like okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna push yeah. this thing out. We'll see, much. but the the simple thing is because of what a male pageant actually is. If they change the name, though, it's still the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if it's not called male beauty pageant and like mm-hmm. a gentleman something, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. So still. the thing is, a lot of pageants have different names, and none of them actually say male beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the one that I was in is called Mister Supernational, mm-hmm. Supra, Mister Supernational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it has nothing. Anywhere in any fine print, or at least marketing wise, you're not going to see it says Mel Beauty Mel pageant. pageant. Mm-hmm. Right. You see pageant mm-hmm. for all of the names of the different pageants. You got Mr. International, you got Mr. World Universe. I'm just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's so many out there that I don't really know the correct name, but that that's what they call them. Mm-hmm. It says nothing about Mel Beauty pageant. Wow. It's just what it is. And the stigmas that sit on them and the reasons why other people, other men aren't joining them. Like, I would love to, you know, see them diversify a lot more mm-hmm. and to get huge in the United States. Because the United States, it's a big platform. Yes. And there's a lot of money in the United States to fuel and build, like, the pageantry in the United States for men. Mm-hmm. Like, I can definitely see that. So that's another reason why I followed through on even competing in the pageant. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, you know what? It's something new. I've never done it before. And if I can help in any kind of way, inspire anybody to look beyond what a stigma may say, you don't want to do it because your homies think you don't want to do it because your friends or so on and so forth thinks this about it. Mm -hmm. Oh man, do it because it has the potential to change your life. Mm -hmm. It has the potential to change your life. The platform it gives you, the people you meet, the opportunities you come across traveling, like, I can say to this day, like, from the guys that I met in the pageant here in the United States, it was 22 guys in that pageant. Now I got 22 brothers in the United States that I can hit up. Like, hey, yo, I'm about to visit your city. What's Mm -hmm. up? What's going on? Like a fraternity, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now for the international pageant, I got over 30 brothers. Oh, my goodness. Right. I can visit any country, almost any country in the world. Like, hey, man, I'm coming to Greece. What's up, bro? It's a brotherhood for life. <laughs> yeah. It's a brotherhood for life. And I wish I knew about pageants sooner. I wish I knew about pageants sooner. A lot of these guys, they've been doing pageants back to back to back. And I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. I can only imagine if I've known about it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is one thing I love about this podcast. You know, it's called We Are the Ones, right? Mm-hmm. And 
and I think you are epitomizing what this podcast is about. I appreciate that. Right? No, and, and I mean that because maybe, you know, you having the exposure, you know, to, you know, male pageantry and and really and 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 giving it some some light, right? Mm-hmm. Um maybe you're going to be that one that's going to like really start to change the perspective mm-hmm. yeah. about what, you know, what pageantry is for for men mm-hmm. here in this country because like we said we unfortunately it's you know there's still stigmas and all that type yeah. of stuff but because you were able to do it you know and here you are you're you're as masculine as they come <laughs> right right you know you you know you, you're well put together yeah. you always carry yourself well mm. well mannered well respected great shape look good looking guy and here we go like okay I can you're gonna be that person. To, to to start to change the perspective. Will be, yeah. Will be some way somehow. You. You're the one. Some way somehow. Yeah. And I and I, I truly believe that I've inspired a lot of guys to even just consider it. Yeah. Like I, I hope that I've done just that much because the season is coming up again and it's time to you know start submitting towards some things and getting ready and preparing yourself for that. So. I'm gonna get my summer body together and I'm gonna think about it, man. Make it happen. So like, <laughs> I'm gonna get my summer. I'm I'm 40 plus, but you know, you know, I I can still get it. I, mm-hmm. I, I need I need that Keith Williams uh, workout regimen. Because you know? <laughs> no, because no, funny enough, I remember when Keith first started working out. Keith didn't look the way he did, yeah. the way he does now. <laughs> I came a long way. He came a yeah. long way. Like, listen, because I, I remember, you know, LA Fitness. I think I actually worked out with you maybe once or twice too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was over at LA Fitness. Yeah. And you know, Keith was he was just starting, just getting done, yeah. but he was consistent. Uh, mm-hmm. He's very consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to myself. <laughs> 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 Had some things going on, y'all. Had some things. But no, um, <laughs> you know, you you are you know, you are doing amazing <laughs> things, brother. What's next for you? Yeah. What's next? What's next? Um whew. I'm still planning right now. Okay. I am still focusing on everything that we've spoken about, Mm -hmm. photography, um, acting. I do plan on taking uh, another leap into acting a little deeper Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, finding an agent and, um, you know, doing what I can with that. Because everything that I've ever been in, as far as commercials, TV game shows and stuff, I've I've booked that stuff for myself. Like, I've done smaller other projects and commercials and photo shoots and stuff. But I'm like, man... I had an agent. I can definitely take this to the next yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So that's, I would say that's that's next. That's next. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And get that agent, man. We'll we'll yeah. be looking out for you, Keith. Yeah. We'll be looking out for you. I got a few contacts out in LA too, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I keep. I would definitely love to connect, I, man. Yeah, you know, I keep the. I was about to say book. this dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His black book. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strong. <laughs> it's, it's certainly strong. But if if people wanted to reach you, learn more about you. You know, how can they reach you? Social media, things like that. Um, social media, Instagram, official Keith W. Okay. I'm not really much of a TikToker or Twitter person. You're not dancing or... on TikTok. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay. Uh, I barely even scroll through TikTok. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, me neither, bro. <laughs> I don't either. The, the TikTok, TikTok spirit might hit me sometime soon, but right now. Nah, I don't. Yeah, it's uh, okay. Yeah, so it's, Instagram, it's okay. Instagram is where it begins and where it ends. Okay. <laughs> official Keith W. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming, Keith. Mm.
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for we having me. It. Absolutely. Yeah. And we appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of We Are The Ones Podcast. Make sure yes. you follow us across all streaming platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Audible. Make sure y'all go on Audible hey, and get, hey, um, hey. get listen to that podcast. iHeart, everywhere you like to listen to podcasts, we are there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram as well at We Are The Ones Podcast, Facebook mm-hmm. as well. I um, And also on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Absolutely. So until then, we've Really appreciate y'all. Keep winning on purpose. I said y'all. <laughs> Thanks for checking out another episode of We Are the Ones podcast. Make sure you subscribe and listen to our podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and even on Audible. And then make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram at We Are the Ones podcast. And make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share. Because remember, you are not just the one. We are the ones.